Hey, running friends. You are listening to the Wrinkled Runner podcast. I'm Sherry, the Wrinkled Runner, an over 50-year-old who loves to run and loves to help people discover the joys of running. In today's podcast, I'll be addressing the temptation to go at it too hard too soon. When we first start running, we can be super excited, especially this time of year when we may have all kinds of goals in our minds. We may want to organize our house, get healthy, or start a new exercise program. The problem is we sometimes want everything instantly and starting to run and go all in is tempting. My husband is famous in our family for going all in whenever he decides to take on a new hobby or a new sport. He'll decide to take up racquetball, for example. He'll play once and then buy all the things he needs to play racquetball. He'll then do it for a few months and then never touch the equipment ever again. Luckily, we run together so I keep him accountable for that and he has to keep with it. In running, we sometimes want to get to a certain point quicker than our bodies can do it, especially those of us who are older. We want our bodies to act like they are the age we are in our heads. Not to say we can't do great things. Older women, for example, do excellent at ultra running. And an ultra marathon is any marathon over the 26.2. But we will get injured if we don't build up gradually to reach our goals. When I started running, it was to lose weight, and that seems to be the case for a lot of us, especially women. So we end up going all in because our goal when we start isn't to be a good runner, but to be thinner. We assume more is better, and just like with extreme dieting, we push ourselves because we want to burn the calories. To get a bit personal for a second, dieting and running to lose weight can become a spiral you don't want to be on. We've all heard the stories of runners and eating disorders, and as someone who is headed in that direction, and some people who know me would say I was already there, I want to just say that if you want to be a runner, you have to fuel, and food is fuel. You will do so much damage to yourself if you try to run and extreme diet. This issue is not just one that younger women need to deal with either. I was over 50 when I started running all the time and not eating enough to sustain my running fitness. My hair was falling out, my insomnia got so much worse, and the weight on the scale was literally all I could think about. So if you think you are susceptible to anything like that, or you know you had disordered eating or a full-blown disorder in the past, my advice if you are going to start running is to get a coach or someone who can hold you accountable. This issue is obviously on the extreme end of too much too soon, but I don't wanna just gloss it over. So if you need someone to talk to about this, you can call the National Eating Disorder Association at 1-800-931-2237. You can also go to nationaleatingdisorders.org where they have a online chat and you may also text them at 1-800-931-2237. Another obstacle we may have to overcome is if we used to run when we were younger. We can be tempted into thinking we should be able to start back at where we were with no issues or reach the pacing we had when we were 20. I didn't start running until I was in my late 30s, so I had no glory days to look back on. But if you did run in the past, try to put those memories away in a mental photo album somewhere and start where you are, which if you haven't run in a while, is probably ground zero. Think of these next few months as building a base and as a fresh start to be who you are as a runner now. Plan on a 5K, if there are any, in four or five months and train like a rookie. By the end of that, you'll be ready to start making new goals for the new runner you will be then.
our bodies are built to adapt. So when we teach it to run the right way, it can go pretty well. When we push it past where it's currently capable of being, it will stop you in the form of injury. Whether it's a stress fracture that can take you out for a few months or knee issues or a pop tendon, our bodies are really good at letting the brain know it's reached its limit. The strategy of gradually adding more mileage or time is for our benefit. We build our fitness up, we adapt, which happens during rest, and then we get better. You can certainly push and push, but eventually you will be stopped by your own body. So look at rest and recovery and gradually building up as keeping you running instead of keeping you from running. Doing too much can lead to burnout and lead to overtraining, which in turn leads to burnout and overtraining. It's a vicious cycle. It not only affects you physically, but mentally as well. I had a burnout a few years ago and almost had to stop marathon training because I was taking on too much. Now, you may not be training for a marathon, but think of your start to run journey as your marathon and get in the mindset that if you stick with it and build up gradually, you will be more apt to be a long-term runner instead of giving up and quitting because you burn out. Again, gradual buildup is what will keep you a runner not going all out as soon as you decide you want to run. If it sounds like I'm trying to hold you back, I'm really not. As you get to know your body, you'll be able to figure out what it is capable of, and then you'll be able to adjust up to the next level. But until then, run smart, have a plan, and know when to back off. Look in the show notes for the link to the RRCA 30-minute training plan for beginners if you want to start to run. You can head over to my YouTube channel where I talk about it and the post on wrinkledrunner.com as well. Start where you are, not where you want to be, and you'll eventually get there. Some of you may recognize the name Fly Lady. She was, and probably still is, a woman who set up a system to clean house and keep it that way. Her philosophy was our houses didn't get messy and disorganized in a day, and they weren't gonna get clean in a day, so don't even try. Her first task was to clean the kitchen sink, and that was it. You built up day by day over the first month to get your house in order. And because the tasks were doable and short, the house got cleaner and cleaner instead of giving up and letting it all get back to chaos. I look at running the same way. Run what is doable for you on that day, and you build up your running fitness. And before you know it, you'll be out the door and running faster and longer in the months ahead. Which leads us into next week's topic, different running workouts you can start to incorporate into your training when you have a good base and you're ready to take running up a notch. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you know another runner who could benefit from today's topic, go ahead and share it. Any running questions? Ask me. Email sherry at wrinkledrunner.com and if I can't answer your question, I'll do the research to find the answer and share it with you. The questions I get from listeners like you help me develop episodes, so please don't be shy. Sign up for my once-a-month newsletter using the link provided so you can have all the Wrinkled Runner resources from the past month all in one place. Until next Monday, thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the run.